Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening, thank you for downloading. It is day two of CES officially, uh, in terms of the days the show's been open, but it is getting long in the week, if we're honest. Uh, we're going to say... It's Thursday in Las Vegas. Uh, we've been here since Sunday, and uh, we've had activities pretty much since uh, Monday. So it has been a busy week, but it's only the second day the show's been open. Another two days of the show being open, and probably really only another day of, of that for us. We probably won't get too much out of Saturday, mainly because you just get exhausted by it all. So that's um, that's the way CS rolls. We uh, do the podcast, Your Tech Life, here at CS. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technology and, of course, the Netgear Arlo range of smart home security cameras. And we have lots on Netgear tonight because, or today or this morning, um, because they have now announced the Arlo Q, the um, powered uh, Arlo camera. But I'll actually tell you a bit about that in between having some interviews with uh, David Henry uh, from Netgear and Patrick Lowe. Uh, We've also got a chat with uh, a great guy from Sony who looks after audio visual stuff there. Um, talk about some of their audio products. And, and I've got in um, a guy called Nick, who is the distributor for the 360 Fly camera, which I've been talking about a bit of late, and um, and try to sh- try to try to understand what CS is to someone like him and uh, and then talk about the future of the 360 Fly camera as it stands. So a whole bunch to get through tonight, um, today, this morning, this afternoon, um, on uh, this episode of Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It is awesome to be here in Las Vegas, and it is a delight and a pleasure to bring you the news and information from Las Vegas. So let's get cracking on Your Tech Life. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say, but So before I uh, bring in my interviews with David Henry and Patrick Lowe from Netgear, I just wanted to I want to tell you about what, what Netgear announced here. Now, a couple of quick things. The, uh, they've announced a Nighthawk range extender, plug-in range extender. So they've had the Nighthawk range extender before, but they've now got a plug-in version of that. Uh, nice, sleek design like the Nighthawk and the, um, all the features you'd expect from a Nighthawk. So that's a high-end range extender. But they've also announced a new Arlo camera. Now, this is the Arlo Q. The difference being, I've told you lots about the Arlo cameras. They're wire-free, weatherproof, a lot of things. This one is a little different. This one is wired. Now, not uh, you don't need to wire the internet. It's still wireless for, for its con- connectivity, but it needs power. It has a micro USB. So you need this is kind of for the front door or the entryway. Um, you'll find places for this. Don't worry about that. But the reason it's wired is because it can 24-7 continuously record. So if you're a small business owner, you could put this at the counter, 
continuously record and then if you need to go back to see what happened you can just swipe back it's a very great interface that actually allows you to kind of go back in time um, that requires a, an extra subscription cost so you buy the unit and out of the box it is an Arlo like the others that does uh, great monitoring alerts of motion but it also has two-way audio and 1080p video so if you get an alert that there's motion Let's say it's your kids running around in your office. You could actually get on the app and you could talk to it. You press a button and you say, hey, kids, what are you doing? And they hear you through the camera. It's brilliant. I can't wait to, um, to put that one in the office at home. But um, in addition to that, if you then pay the, I think it's 10 bucks a month, something like that for the, for the seven days worth of continuous recording, um, you know, you've really got a huge advantage on, uh, on security. So it becomes a really solid part. Plus, because it's powered it actually has the smarts in it to, to directly connect to the Arlo cloud. So you don't need the Arlo base station, right? So you, any, if you've got a wireless network of any sort, you can just buy this one camera and get started on the Arlo. So very cool. So I went over to Netgear today, had a look at their, their new, new range of, uh, of stuff and uh, had a chat with David Henry and uh, Patrick Lowell, bringing both those interviews back-to-back here on Your Tech Life. <music> All right, we're here, with Net, here at Netgear with uh, David Henry. Now, jeez, uh, mate, first thing I've got to say to you is Netgear must be a bloody good place to work because you've been with the company for a long time now. I've been at this for, I don't know, six or seven years. You've been here for a lot longer than that. Yeah, it's been about 11 years. It's been a great run. So what, um, I mean, we walk around CES every year and kind of, it's interesting to me that five years ago when I first came to CES, it was all about the TVs, um, but these days the TVs are just a kind of tiny part of the whole thing. Um, the devices, the number of things that have the word smart in front of them. You know, we've got, I saw smart shoes, smart pillows. Um, it's hard to understand the, the growth in that. Is it, have the networks kept up with that at home or are we still struggling to, to adjust the, the mentality that you actually got to keep your home network up to date to make sure all these devices work together? You know, it's interesting. The, the homework and the Wi-Fi router is finally sexy again and it's because of these smart devices. Um, it's more than the TV. It's it's more than the the tablet and the mobile phone. It's anything plugged into the wall or anything not plugged into the wall that's battery powered. You get so much more value when they're connected to the internet. And so at Netgear, we want to be that infrastructure that brings that all together and connects it all together into the cloud. See, I get a lot of questions from people about their their home internet. Yeah. See, people just just describe it as their internet's bad, or then they don't really say their network's bad or their Wi-Fi's bad. They just say their internet's bad. How often do you reckon it is that people's internet's actually okay and it's the infrastructure that they need, you need to have the conversation about? And do people understand that yet? Or like, are we getting to the point where people understand? The, the awareness is, <clears throat> is coming. So, for example, we've surveyed um, people and we find out that about one in three have a wireless dead spot in their home. But only a little over 10% have done something about it have got, purchased a range extender or upgraded their Wi-Fi router to, to get it. So the, the pain point's there. People are starting to adopt um, more premium Wi-Fi, but there's still a lot of folks out there who don't really understand because Wi-Fi is invisible. Is the problem in my wireless? Is the problem with interference of my neighbors? Is the problem with my ISP? Um, is it because all my neighbors are, down, are streaming Netflix at the same time? They don't know. Um, but very often what we find is that the Wi-Fi in the home is great when you're in the same room, 
when you go three, four rooms away, it's, it's hit and miss. And that's why people are starting to move up to premium Wi-Fi solution like our, like our Nighthawk, for example. Yeah, so a couple of great products upstairs we had a look at. You've got a, a demo suite here at CES. Um, the, you've, you've put the Nighthawk brand on a range extender. Now, I've always seen the Nighthawk as being, A, it was the first time you kind of had pretty, pretty nice, crazy design, which I think has helped people understand that the router shouldn't be trapped in a cupboard. It needs to be exposed. So what, 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 what allows a range extender to carry the Nighthawk tag? Well, it's got to be at the bleeding edge of technology and, and, and delivering the premium Wi-Fi around the home. So our first Nighthawk Wi-Fi range extender we announced at CES last year, uh, which is our Nighthawk AC1900. This year, we're announcing the world's first four radio, we call it four by four, radio wall plugged rain extender uh, and that's also going to that nighthawk category it's also the first and only to use multi-user mimo technology which is great because you now have 15 to 20 devices in the home you need that technology to serve them all up simultaneously so let's talk range extenders for the average person who's maybe bought one and yeah. oh, i think there's probably people who've bought some and been disappointed with them and it's not actually the device's fault it's probably theirs what are the what are the tips for installing a range extender because it's not as easy as just putting it in the house and hoping that it works right you're right it's not intuitive to a lot of people um, when people realize they have a dead spot <clears throat> and we sell them <clears throat> excuse me a wi-fi range extender the first thing they'll want to do is put that range extender in their dead spot <clears throat> very intuitive <clears throat> excuse me the problem with that is that you need to be close enough to the router to repeat the signal so what we've done is we started to put little arrows on our range extender. And you plug into the wall, it'll tell you, move it closer to the router, move it away from the router. So you really want to start about halfway between your Wi-Fi router and your dead zone. That's a critical That's the tip, right? So you take it out of the box yep. and you go, my, my, my router is in that room, dead spot's in that room, where's the middle? And that's where you start with the range That's extender. where you start. Uh, you plug it in, you'll connect it up. And it'll, the, the arrows will tell you, they'll start to be red or green to tell you, should you move it around? And, of course, walk around your house with your iPhone and see if you connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the other one, uh, just quickly, is the, the X8. That's an impressive-looking device. But you're telling me something about the way, um, the way the signal degrades through the antenna. So there's some pretty neat tech in that one. Yeah, what we found is that um, uh, we've created great Nighthawk routers. The antennas are getting bigger and more powerful. Uh, but one of the challenges there is that the signal can attenuate or be, be lost as it travels down the antenna onto the board of, of the router. In addition, the Wi-Fi router's board has its own noise and interference. So what you end up with is a signal that gets slightly degraded and has to compete with other noise. With the Nighthawk X8, we've created a new technology we're calling Active Antenna. Active Antenna means we've moved the intelligence of the receive amplifier into the tip of the antenna. So not only do you lose the, uh, the attenuation because it's not traveling down the antenna, but you also remove yourself from the noise. Very cool. What's, um, do you get any time on the show floor at CES at all? Use that's, that's Saturday for me. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So have you yeah. been reading the press? Have you, is there one gadget you want to check out when you go over there? Oh, geez. Jeez. Um, uh, not yet. <laughs> I've been focusing on my own stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bunch of crazy, crazy things over there. Don't put the virtual reality headsets on because you make it look silly. 
and someone will get a photo of it and it'll end up on the internet. <laughs> There's people sitting there. I think uh, it's Samsung have got a uh, like a mini theatre set up in the in the hallway between Central and North with people sitting on seats that move. And there's like 30 or 40 people at a time sitting there with headsets on. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see. I don't know if you've tried virtual reality, but uh, but again, you've got to have Wi-Fi to have virtual reality headsets on. So uh, right? it's a big year ahead. So um, good luck and uh, enjoy the rest of the year. Hey, thanks for having me. And we do it all each and every week. Thanks to the good people at GarminGarmin.com.au. If you need something that requires GPS or navigation, Garmin have got you covered. And one thing they've got covered is golf. They have several products, including the Approach G Series, which are these handheld devices, color screens that know all of your um, um, know all of your courses, know where you are on the course. And then they've got the, the S Series, which are watches, anything from $250 up to $550 that know where you are on the course, know how far it is to the pin, 30,000 golf courses stored in. These are sensational things, including in the watches. You can get the Approach S6, which actually knows how well you're swinging and can help you with your swing. Unbelievable technology from Garmin, and you can check those out. If you're into golf or you know someone who's into golf, check them out at garmin.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, we're, uh, we're still at uh, the Married in... Um in uh, Las Vegas with Netgear in it. I feel like it's my annual conversation, if, if not uh, a couple of times a year, but certainly my annual CES conversation with Patrick Lowe, the, the boss of Netgear. Welcome and uh, good to have you. Great to talk to you again, Trevor. So we're talking, talking about 2015, let's look back on 2015. It feels like a pretty, pretty big year for Netgear, um, but maybe not because of, of wireless, particularly maybe because of Arlo. That's absolutely. I mean, 2015, looking back, is the year of Arlo. Arlo is our new smart home device platform, and we're very pleased with the market acceptance of it. And we learned a lot based on um, we, we've shipped over you know to to uh, 250,000 customers around the world on the Arlo uh, platform devices, and they've given us a lot of feedback on what they like about it, what they don't like about it, how we could improve on it. So I think we learned a lot. The um, I remember. It may it may be two it may be three years ago I think it was ViewZone when 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 you originally acquired the company and those little, those little cameras it was a nifty idea I remember you ducking into a cupboard and showing the 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 dark uh, night vision camera and the the evolution through to Arlo um, is it what you I mean you you probably say say the obvious but is it what you expected when you you brought that into the company Oh yes um, we we clearly saw about five years back that the the first smart home device that customers are willing to pay for would be the security camera because a numerous survey has indicated to us smart home focus are primarily in two areas. One is security. The other one is what we call quality of life improvement. Uh, but security is, is way ahead. So that's why camera is very important for that. And that's why we, we, we introduced the view zone. Um, ViewZone gave our customers two things that they really like. One is ease of installation because it's battery operated. Yeah. Two, it is outdoor capable. All right, uh, but there are many things that they don't like. <laughs> uh, the resolution is very bad. Uh, the the, um, the the smoothness of the video is very bad. The apps is terrible, <laughs> and the back end is not really functional. So we, so we say, okay, all right, let's keep the good, all right, which is you know, ease of installation, 
uh, which is the outdoor capability. Yeah. Let's fix all the bad. Yeah. Uh, it turns out to fix all the bad take, took two years. <laughs> it's not that easy. It's a lot of R&D effort. But we know that once we get it completed, it will be a home run product. So that's what Arlo is all about. Keep the two good of you zone, get rid of the four bad, and change the name to Arlo, and it was huge success worldwide. So uh, can you quantify the success? What, where, where do you sit in the market? Uh, what does Arlo mean in the consumer uh, home security market, if that's what it's called? Yes. Uh, as we said, right, we have shipped to over 250 customers because they registered on our, on yeah, our backend. Can't use it without having a, a right. login and, and a right. cloud. So, they have already, so we have 250,000 registered customers, believe it or not, in over 100 countries. All right. So we don't sell them in 100 countries. It's pretty clearly people are buying it and then take it back to their countries and use it. We're very, very proud of it. And then on average, um, each customer uses two and a half cameras. So that's good. Um, and so that's a pure on a number basis. So now we have a very, very good following. And we continue to expand the customer base around the world. Uh, from market share perspective, we're now number one in many countries. We're number one in Germany, we're number one in Australia, we're number one in North America, uh, and I believe that we're number one also uh, in, in uh, the UK. Um, so Australia is all that matters, though, let's be honest. That, that's true, that's true, <laughs> that's true. And uh, so we're very pleased with that. And, but one of the feedback that we got uh, from our install base is that they, they would like us to, to have an indoor camera um, that would not be battery operated because it's easier to get power indoor. And for that, they would like to have uh, more hardware features such as 1080p, such as two-way audio. Yeah. They would like to have more software features like using the thumb to kind of you know, zoom in and all that. So we're giving them that in the new Arlo Q camera, which we just introduced in the U.S. yesterday. Yeah. Um, so we believe that uh, that will really help to, to complement the, the Arlo wire-free camera as a total solution. Uh, as such, we also rolled our, our back end as well as the, the app into a new uh, format uh, because with the, with the powered camera, we offer a service of 24-7 recording. So, so, and then we need to provide a timeline so we can slide back and forth to look at whatever clips you want to look at. So quite a bit of enhancement, and we look forward to it. And um, uh, you could expect that we'll continue to introduce new Allo devices throughout the year. Tease. Um, the uh, CES, obviously, every year is a tough one for you guys because you're, you're here busy having meetings and doing those kind of things. So it's, it's probably almost impossible for you to actually get onto the show floor. What are the things that if, you, if they cleared your diary tomorrow, which we know they're not going to happen, what, where, where would you make a beeline for? What are the things that you want, you'd want to see inside CES, apart from your competitors you'd try and have a quick look at? <laughs> well, clearly for us, I think the biggest opportunity going forward is still the industry buzzwords of IoT. Yeah. Now, what we see IoT is smart home devices inside the house, but we also would like to see smart devices in a mobile environment. Uh, we're clearly a leader in mobile technology. As you probably know, in Australia, we're a big partner of Telstra. Yeah. In the U.S., we're a big partner of Verizon and AT&T in providing mobile data devices. Yeah. Um, Your Telstra Wi-Fi hotspots, those kind of things are, right, are Netgear right. power. Yeah, but what I would like to see is whether there is any other IoT devices based on mobile technology 
um, that is without having to be tethered to the phone. I mean, today you got watches that has to be tethered to the phone, and many other devices similarly. Uh, however, um, I would love to to see whether there is IoT devices out there that actually would communicate directly uh, to the internet, to the cloud, without the phone. Yeah. Yes. Do you see Arlo expanding its its base from being so Arlo becomes a, the brand for your you know smart home or your IoT devices, and it becoming more than just cameras, so becoming a little bit more smart home and other other products in the home over time? Yes, uh, Arlo is the platform of smart home devices. And in the market today, the biggest market is camera. The second biggest market is thermostat. The third biggest market is, believe it or not, garage door opener. And right, then, tell me about it. <laughs> and then it, will, you know, then it will be all the distance, like light bulbs, like uh, smoke detectors, like uh, sprinklers, like sensors. So there are many, many, uh, and, and door locks. And all that. So there are many, many other you know, devices. We're clearly interested in introducing Arlo devices in the other categories. Uh, but, you know, if we're ever going to introduce a device, it would have a quantum leap over the existing device in terms of ease of installation, ease of use, and, and benefits. Otherwise, we will not do it. But you expect us definitely going to introduce more Arlo devices in other categories. So just finally on, on the overall kind of company approach then, what, what, what's the makeup of Arlo in terms of, cause, you know, two years ago, three years ago, probably when we were talking, it's, it's all about wireless routers, wireless modems and routers, and, and that's, that's, that's Netgear at the, at the core. So if, what, where's, where's Arlo right now as a percentage of the business and, and where will it be in five years? Well, I mean, I cannot disclose the, the, the particular uh, wireless, I mean, Arlo business. Otherwise, you and I will have a problem. <laughs> uh, um, but on the other hand, from a market perspective, yeah. um, we look at, because t 2015 is already in the rearview mirror, we look at the market statistics, tick North America market. The, what we call the in-home Wi-Fi market, including the routers, the gateways, yeah. the extenders, the adapters, blah, blah, blah is about $2 billion. And while the smart home devices, including all those that I just talked yeah. about, is about $700 million. And that's, that's all of those things. All of those. But, all right, while the wireless products are only growing in low single digit, mm -hmm. the devices, the smart home devices, growing like 35 50%. So if you use that rate, that means... In two, three years' time, the smart home devices will be bigger than the Wi-Fi in-home devices. So that's why it's very important for Netgear to participate in that particular market, and we are very bullish about it. So if we continue on the trajectory that we're seeing uh, on Arlo, it wouldn't be surprised that in two, three years' time, Arlo is actually bigger than Nighthawk. Well, I've, I've said to your Australian team many times and, and not for any other reason that I just think it's so easy to use. I think the product is exactly as it's, you know, it is what it says on the box. That's what's so great about it. You know what I mean? When I say to people it's 100% wire-free and really easy to set up, well, that's all they need to know, right? Um, I do think it's an absolute credit to the team, that uh, the R&D team behind the scenes that have done those things, you know, take those four maybe not so great areas of the view zone and, and, and improve it. It's a fantastic system. I can't wait to try out the queue and uh, have a great CES. Thank you so much, Trevor. Yeah, and uh, next time we will show you more gadgets. <laughs> Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
Thank you for joining me. We are at CES. It is day two. <laughs> I've lost track of time. And I'm joined in the studio by Nick Seger, who is the Australian distributor for a product I've talked about a fair bit now, and I've, I've shared a lot of videos, the, the 360 Fly. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, mate, talk to, before we talk about the 360 Fly specifically, I want to understand what CES is to someone like you, right? So, when I say, I do radio interviews where I talk about what CES is, and I've I've, I've not spoken to that many people on the other side of the fence. There's no public here. There's just media, exhibitors, and trade and buyers. Mm-hmm. So you come here as a distributor. Who do you look for new products? Do you walk around going, that's a thing I would like to bring to Australia? Because often I go there and I'm talking to them and they go, do you want to bring it to Australia? I'm like, I'm just press. So is that what happens to you? Are you trying to find products that you want to bring to Australia and distribute? Yeah, I think there's different uh, people coming for different reasons. Uh, people who are working for brands generally tend, tend to stay on the stand most of the time, yeah, repeating yeah. the same kind of company spiel for three days, which yeah. you're repeating in your sleep. I've done it before. It's, <laughs> it's hard work and sore feet. But from my point of view, yeah, you come to CES here and everything from tech is here, you know, from automotive to every single gadget yeah. you can pull onto an iPhone. VR is massive this year. Everything's got VR headsets. It, yeah. There's so much content people are creating and putting into virtual reality and allowing consumers to immerse themselves. But it's a real opportunity to look at what trends are happening, where things are coming. Yeah. Um, but even more than that, it's, it's an opportunity to look at things like how brands are displaying their products, how... Oh, like, right, because they, they mock up retail experiences, yeah, don't ex- they? exactly. So you can see like ideas of how you could do retail better, like yeah. different types of fixtures and fittings you use, different ways of using AV to yep. present customers with better experiences in store. Because that must be a challenge for 360. Uh, if you were to imagine 360 being a mass retail environment, uh, what is this little ball thing? What, 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 what does it do? And so you want an experience where there's a tablet or something that people can use their finger to look around, or at the very least, a, a headset like at your stand. We went to your stand earlier, and uh, you know, I was able to put a, put a headset on and just hold it up to my face and look around. As soon as people do it, they get it. Yeah. But you've got to do it to get yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So the retail stands that we have for 360 Fly and Market, they have on them a TV screen at the back, which has the kind of sizzle reel, you know, the highlights yeah. of um, action sports and, you know, birthday parties and things. Mm. We also have on there a VR headset on, on the actual stand, so people can then go into that virtual world and see what it's like when yep. you, you put the camera into VR mode and you look on your phone and you can look around as if you're yeah, there yeah. again in any way. And then we also have a mobile phone, which kind of shows the swipe and editing functionality. Yeah, right. So. It's a lot of investment into doing that, yeah. but again, you look around here and you Who think... Who the hell well, pays for that at the retail level? Is that you? We, that has, we pay you for have that. To, you have we, to, we you have to pay for the stand to be there. The retailer just wants to sell the product. Well, it's important as well, like in terms of then you sort of select where you want those stands and where that product to be, because obviously yeah, you're putting yeah. a quite a bit of investment in there, but with that comes like the staff training as well. The people, you want to go into store, particularly with a product 360 yeah. Fly, and have someone who knows what they're talking about and d- deal with you in a way that you may be very, very technical or maybe you're not, but yeah. like present the product in a way that shows a benefit to you with what you want to do with it. Yeah, so three, I, I don't remember seeing 360-degree cameras at CES last year. They were probably here. Yeah. It, was probably a, it was probably a booth at a different casino or something, right? Yeah. yeah. W- w- did you see this here last year? It was It was announced here last year, yeah. It came out It was uh, last year. It sort of became available and, yes. and to getting it on market. It went on sale in the US late September. We launched in, in See, Australia. And this is the funny thing, right? It's a long it's a long road to to success, let alone even retail. Yeah. Well, I mean, the product is one thing, but as I was mentioning to you earlier, the software that sits behind all these yeah, things yeah. is the incredible part. So with 360 Fly, we have integration now that you can take your 360 video and, and upload that into Facebook and YouTube. Yeah. Now, the so amount easy. of conversations so that good. go on to be to able to happen. do that and the amount of testing and development that goes on to make that do that just takes time. And 
the team at 360 Fly, like QA and customer experience is their, is their top, top priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want to put anything out there that gives people a, a poor experience. And mm. so, yeah, you do go from, a lot of stuff here is conceptual. You, yep. you may never see it. It may just be a thing that disappears. Right. But VR, was, VR's been around for such a long time. And all yeah. of a sudden, now it's hitting, hitting this mainstream mass. And a lot of stuff you read about is that 2016 is going to be the VR year, right? Yep. Where you've got PlayStation VR, you've got cameras, like 360 Fly that allow you to record your life VR and then yeah, upload yeah, that yeah. to Facebook for anyone to kind of look at what your holiday was like as if they were there. It's, yeah. it's an amazing experience. And so do you then go to the competitor stands and, and try and work out what's going to be in my... Because you've got to... Your job is to talk to retailers mm -hmm. and get them to accept the product. So you need to be ready for the retailer to say, yeah, but I can get that one. And it does... You need to be able to second guess what the retailer's going to be talking about, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And so my, I've, I've worked in this kind of consumer electronics industry of Microsoft and Samsung for, for a number of years. Mm. And so you're always aware, like there's a lot of, when you come to shows like this as a brand, there's a lot of pre-briefing that goes on beforehand. Like lots of people are announcing things. And so the timing of when that product is put online and given to people is, is, is pretty critical that everyone has got to go at the same time and yeah. the messaging of how I'm describing a 360 fly should be consistent to how everyone else on the booth is doing it as well yeah, so yeah. yeah we look at what's being announced and we look at our competitors but from a 360 fly point of view there are other 360 cameras this is a single lens camera mm. so you don't get like the stitching of diff two different lenses putting stuff back together as I mentioned all that software that goes into it that allows you to edit everything on your phone yeah. and then put that straight into Facebook it takes months and months and months to yeah, develop yeah. like this 360 fly camera has been in development for 10 years yeah, wow. it came out of a, a university called Carnegie Mellon which is in Pittsburgh in the US and it was a robotics engineering so it turned from a robotics engineering product <laughs> into a consumer product over a period of 10 years and now you have the first one we have right now and we just announced a 4K model which so let's talk about the new, the new one then yeah. um, it, it looks very similar there's a couple of aesthetic changes yep. uh, a, a bigger light around the button and a big light on the bottom but yep. the bottom line is this is now a hugely increased resolution because not that the old ones and I've said this to people I think I even said in my first review it's clearly going to be the, the first version that is going to get better yep. didn't think it would get better this quickly but <laughs> you know so 4K if, if it's pointing forward it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like an action cam it can actually record a 16 by 9 4K yeah. Now, when it's up and it's uh, recording a 360 mode, what's the average resolution of the, you know, if I'm looking at it on Facebook or YouTube, what, what is it? Is it a 720 HD style resolution? Where, where does it end of, up being? If you put it into Facebook, they compress it quite a lot to oh, get sure. it in yeah, there. Yeah. So in Facebook, but in terms of that portion of the bigger picture that, you're, that you've got, yeah. what is it about? Around a 720 style? Yeah, roughly that, I'd say. There's, in Facebook, when you look at it, there's a little HD button. It, it defaults to showing it not in high definition, oh, but there's a little HD button. Um, this is a Facebook thing, but um, mm. a little HD button to the bottom right of the, the screen. So yeah. you push that and it pumps up the resolution so it just becomes a lot crisper and things like that. So, I mean, the 4K one, the one we just announced is, is uh, it's everything's new inside, new yeah. processor, um, like a lot of new engineering, new chips, yep. the whole thing. Um, but it, so it shoots 360 the same as before, 360 round and 240 over. Obviously, the 4K resolution is amazing. Yeah. For like when you put that in a VR headset, it literally feels like you're there again. Yeah, right. When you put in a when VR headset and you're in its drone footage, it, it makes you feel like you've got vertigo. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This new camera as well now shoots a point of view. So you, you, you can actually point the lens forward and it will record 4K and 16 by yeah. 9 as if you would any other camera. Um, the good thing about this, one of the great things about this is the software that sits behind it. We've got a system in there now called Autopilot. And what that is, 
basically, uh, when you create a 360 video, the camera is looking for people, movement, what it thinks is of interest to you. Mm. And if you want it to, uh, it can effectively create you your video. Yeah, so it, it, can, it can be the director? Because yeah. the whole point of this, the 360 movement, is it takes the director out of the equation. The, the camera simply sits in situ. That's right. So your machine learning, your, your, your software is basically being software director that says, look, I think this is what you want to see yep. out of this two or five or ten minute, whatever it is. Yep. But at the same time, the yep. user still has the ability to, to go and knock themselves out. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, and that's a really powerful thing. Like you're saying that the because it's not a point of view camera, because it's recording everything all the time. Yeah. On a on a personal level, it, it it means you're in the moment. Whether you're surfing or on a bike or at your kid's birthday party. My son turned eight recently, and I put this in the middle of the birthday cake when they did happy birthday. Uh. <laughs> and so all the parents got their iPhones out to take the picture, and I'm like, no, 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 it's recording everything. So I sent them the video afterwards, and they could look at their kid, and you can spin around while while people are singing happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah. I went on a holiday recently, and I was showing my um uh, my my kids like. Hey, this is what you it can was write like. this holiday off now. You know? I know exactly right, <laughs> exactly. But you you put it on that sunset there, and you show your friends and family when you come back, and they, they, you don't look at the slideshow. You go, this is yeah, what you, it was like. Then. This yeah. is what it was like. It's a really exciting thing. When when I um, when I looked at the map of CES, you know, the show floor, I realised they've, they've done this drone area in this virtual reality area. Uh, it was very clear to me that those were going to be big themes. Yeah. Very clear to me, VR. While it's been around for a long time is escalating now pretty much because of these products because the content was the problem. It's yeah. always the problem. Yeah. You can create a great headset, but unless someone's got something to watch, that's it's, exactly it's no, right. no point. That's exactly right. Which is why I try to make the point uh, even on the Today Show. I think that's the theme for the year. Forget TVs, it's it's about virtual reality. It's not going to be in every home, yeah. but it's a, it's a really exciting new thing. Oh, we were walking around earlier and I said, we were talking about the fact that it's really the older and the new. You're right opposite GoPro. I'm sitting there going, they must be looking at that going... What, what, they've got this stitch. Ca- they've got this box that puts six cameras or something together, yeah. and that's what you're talking about. With there's options for 360 out there for, forever, but yours yours is a single lens sitting on top of a little little sphere that does the whole thing, yeah. and the software in your phone yeah. gets you from creating to publishing. Yeah, exactly. So. The way that it was described to me earlier by the CEO of 360 Fly was that they want to create a camera for the people. Like, it's really, yeah. really easy to use. Like, the, the GoPro setup with six cameras and, and then the software that needs to convert that back. It's a multiple thousand dollar yeah. exercise and it's hard work to do that. Yeah. And the other cameras on the market do more or less the same thing. They're putting a bunch of lenses that point in different directions. And yeah. what that means is when you put it back together, you've got different types of lighting depending on where the lens was looking oh, like course. you know a blue on the front lens might be like a slightly different shade of blue on the back Once it's been, yeah, exactly yeah. so all the kind of contrasts are out and then you get this big stitch line right down the middle so hopefully nothing important happened in that gap where the two lenses aren't covering <laughs> but with this the ease of use is it you turn it on you press the button you're recording everything you then transfer that to your phone you edit and you put it on facebook and yeah. get on with your life enjoy yeah. <laughs> uh april roundabout yeah for the the current with the 360 flyers on sale now and um and then the 4k version is is april yeah and have you announced any thought on pricing yeah so we're looking at um so around about it's about 649 for the current 649 one for the current, for the current one. one this one's probably 799 certainly well under a thousand bucks which is as yeah. you say when you talk about gopros and other action cams you've got to spend a lot you got to buy a lot of them to get anything more than a point of view so well, exactly. pretty darn good value well, exactly really. and the fact that you can take photos out of this as well it, it's 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 a camera as well like you, if you want to take a still from any of the video because yeah. it's recording everything all the time if there's something that 
you, that was you weren't one. looking at, you can go back at it and yeah. take a photo of that and then put it on Facebook to share a picture of something. There's a lot ahead in the roadmap. It's a very exciting, um, I, I appreciate the chat about CS because it's kind of interesting to me the, the why we're here. Yeah. It's not just to look for oh, fun gadgets. Yeah. There is actually this retail purpose. You're, you're probably slogging your guts out trying to get JV Hi-Fi or Harvey Norman or whoever the heck they are over the line to get a retail deal. Good luck with that and enjoy the rest of CS. Thank thanks you for very chat, much. Mate. No, thanks. Thanks for time. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life. life with Trevor Long. And I know I mentioned it earlier, obviously, in great detail because uh, we had uh, we had our guests, uh, David and Patrick, on from Netgear. But let's let's remember Netgear are, are a sponsor of this show uh, here at CES. So uh, nothing can stop me from telling you about Arlo just one more time because I want you to consider getting an Arlo home security system. This security system allows you to stay connected to what matters. It, it keeps track of the people and places you care about most in brilliant HD, provides live viewing from your smartphone, and sends notification alerts straight to you when motion is detected. Place Arlo cameras in hard-to-reach places, indoors, outdoors, and watch over your home from anywhere. 100% wire-free, weatherproof, night vision, Get every angle covered with Arlo, and you can check them out at arlo.com slash au or just go to netgear.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. All right, the noise in the background is the excitement of the Sony booth here at uh, CES, and I'm uh, with the great Abel from uh, Sony S, who look after a bit of audio, a little bit of video there also. That's right, yes. So audio, audio and visual, as we call it. So a lot of colours uh, I'm seeing around here, and I saw a little bit of this kind of uh, kind of palette uh, at IFA in Berlin a few months ago. But um, you've just given me a walk through the stand, which is extremely useful because it feels to me like you've got something in headphones and in speakers, and then in speakers and multi-room for pretty much all the price brackets, from you know the low hundred dollars up to a thousand dollars with the with the multi-room. Is that part of the strategy is to make sure that you've got something across the price range? Because every shopper has a price bracket in mind, don't they start with? Yes, that's that's absolutely right. So we've we've tried to design um, a speaker for every person. So what that means is, if you're out there shopping for something for a hundred dollars, if that's your budget, then there's something in that uh, segment for you, two four nine, three four nine, and the price all the way goes up to nine nine nine, as you saw in our sound bars. Um, the whole color thing was a strategy that worked really really well for us. So as you know, we launched the we launched the Hearon um, headphones. Um, and the color strategy has been really well. So we've expanded onto that, and some of the products we showed you today were, were pretty cool, adding add in a couple of features like noise cancelling. So the here, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's, there's three types of, uh, of speaker systems or audio systems, the here range, the extra bases below that, and then the multi-room. Let's talk about the here first. You've got here on, which is over ear headphones. You've got here in, which is in-ear headphones, and you've got the here go, which are the small, uh, you know, your portable Bluetooth speaker would people would be familiar with. Um, but you've added noise cancelling to the here on. So you've got uh, here on is a noise cancelling Bluetooth high-res audio set of headphones. It's pretty much everything you could, every feature you could want in a headphone, is it not? That's correct, yeah, it is. It's every feature you want. It's got a very long 20-hour battery life with noise cancelling turned on. That's a long-haul flight. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> um, and, and also, it has the high-res quality. And it also has the colours, as you mentioned, that palette of colours, signature colours for Sony. Which, by the way, are, are in-betweens, as you described them. There's no blue, there's no red, there's no yellow. There's, a, there's an in-between. What, what, name the colours for me, because I, I wouldn't name one of them's lime. What's the, what, are we calling it orange or, or copper? or what, what is that? They've actually got some technical names oh, that I don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, so they're they're a fantastic range of products. But then, 
you, you blew my mind with something called extra bass. Now, when I think of extra bass, I do think of the you know the doof doof subwoofer style stuff, <clears throat> but. Yeah. In terms of extra bass, you've got a range of products from the smaller Bluetooth speaker, mid-range Bluetooth speaker, you've got headphones, but then there's, let's talk first about the one that really blew my mind. You've got a Bluetooth speaker, which is $549. It's not only Bluetooth, but it's it's a speaker that can be just a Bluetooth speaker, $549. It's enormous. What would it be? 45, 50 centimetres tall standing up? It looks like a a PA speaker, you know, someone might have at at a park or a wedding or something. Yep, yep, you're right. So that's the um, that that's the XB7. Um, as you said, it's a 549. It comes in the three colours: the in between blue, in between red, and the charcoal. Um, that baby there has the LEDs and it's got the strobe lights. So pretty much we've turned wireless speaker into a cool and fun extra bass aspect. So for anyone that wants pretty much the loudest, bassiest speaker for that price bracket, we've got something to. It. For 549 bucks, you're having a party. That thing is going to light up the neighbourhood. And, it's all, and it can all be powered from your smartphone, right? You can have your Spotify, your Pandora, or whatever going, pushing out that beautiful big thing, strobe going, all that kind of stuff. So that, that I think, I just think that's impressive bang for your buck, if you like. You know, I think of some of the other larger form Bluetooth speakers you can buy in the you know, mid to high 300s, and you go, well, comparatively, that's amazing sound. And then you've got the, the lower end ones. So what's the starting point in the, in the extra bass range for a Bluetooth speaker? Yep, so we've got the XB2, which is at 169. Um, and then that steps up to the XB3, which is at uh, 249. Yeah, multi-room-wise, um, you've improved the, the app that you have for multi-room. You've got a beautiful soundbar. You've got some beautiful smaller speakers. And you've made it... Uh, the thing I was impressed most about the multi-room is that you can have one or many of, of, the, of the ingredients. Plus, the ingredients could come from the hear range, so you can have a hear go. And you can create a, a movie experience, a surround sound experience, just by using the app to say, well, this is my front speaker, the soundbar, for example, or two other ones, and here's my back speaker. So you can actually create that surround sound experience, which, oh, i got to be honest, I feel like people don't get that much anymore. I think in, you know, about 2000, 2001, people were buying, you know, hi-fi systems with those rear speakers on stands and the wires running through the house. I don't really feel like that's as big a market anymore. And so I think this brings people back to the idea of actually just put this little speaker on the back of the lounge, one on each end, and you're going to have that immersive movie experience, which we've missed, I think. Look, you are 100% right there. So I think with the open plan living um, styles that we've that, that we've moved into, it sort of hasn't allowed for the wire, for the wires to be run and the, and the speakers. So we sort of see this as like a modern home theater um, solution, where as you just as, as I as I showed you, you got you got wireless rears um, that are acting like a home theater system. And if when you finish moving them, when you finish seeing the movie, you can pack them away and use them as your wireless speaker again. You know and especially with that with that here go it could incorporate so the whole family getting together watching the movie each one has their own speaker and make that and make that home theater sound real now before i let you go we have to talk about that camera well, what's the name of that the model of that camera we just looked at <laughs> it's the what's it's the a um 7s2 7s2 now we just went into a black room like dark uh, curtains up and everything and they had like a, I don't know, you know, pretend rainforest and a little animal in, in there. And what did he say the ISO was at? 40,000 or 64,000 ISO. And we looked through the lens and you just put autofocus and the thing just, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. So is that, in terms of that kind of stuff cascading down through the through the camera range, I mean, where's Sony sitting in the camera camera space right now at a consumer level, do you, do you feel? And where, where does it go from here? Um, look, I look like I said. I look after the the, the, the audio. Um, 
what I experienced in there with you was sensational. It was a dark room, and as you saw, when you put that camera to your eye, it just lit up, lit up the room. So it was like turning dark into light, as 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 they've got on the booth there. Just with a simple little camera. So um, CES-wise, have you had a look around anywhere other than Sony yet? Yet? To be honest, no. But um, as of tomorrow, I'll be going around looking at, at the at what everywhere. And flicking through Twitter or your blogs or stuff. What, what's is there something that's caught your eye that you're thinking maybe I should go and check that out? A cool gadget or something innovative? Um, no, I haven't really had the chance to. I've been tied up, tied up doing you know doing interviews and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> the life for interviews. Um, but what we're starting to see a lot of feedback from, just from you know noise, is that is the um, the turntable that I showed you, the high-res turntable. Yeah, that's that's been a pretty interesting one. That actually caught me off guard. So we're talking about a good old-fashioned turntable that you know you can connect to your PC. But the difference here is that the output of that turntable, when you're spinning your vinyl, is high-res audio. So it's basically the best possible way of ingesting your vinyl records right now because and I feel sorry for anyone that's done that already because they're now going hang on a minute so I can be better but yeah so you, you, you spin the disc and you put it into your computer as high res so I mean that's an interesting one and, and let's be clear uh, this is how CES works right this is a product that exists in the Sony portfolio but you don't have confirmation yet whether it'll come to Australia you will literally judge by what the retailers are saying as they come through by what you hear in the press a little bit you'll, you'll get a sense of whether or not that's a product you should take to market. You're right, absolutely. Yeah. And, and how has overall, forgetting that product alone, yeah. overall the retail has been through. What, what's the vibe on on the range? You know, the, the improvements to the range, the additions to the range. Um, the vibe has been really good for us. Um, the extra base really kicked up that initial impression. Oh, and I can see that big one at JB Hi-Fi, like at the front door. They'll have that at the front door. I'm sure, they will. Yeah. Um, multi-room has really has really um, picked up a, a lot of a lot a lot of noise also. And the Here Go was sort of a proven thing, so we've just sort of launched that in um, October, November time in. The sales have been really good, the colour mix has been really good, and I think just improving on that and expanding on that is sort of a, a, a just a natural process for us. Yeah. Well, congratulations, it's an awesome booth as always, and you've got some great products. I look forward to seeing how they perform during the year. Good luck with the rest of CES. Thanks, Trevor, I appreciate it. It's 12.30 in the morning here on what is now Friday morning. Uh, in an hour and a half, I'll be on Sky News Live with Paul Murray, but you won't know about that because you'll be downloading this afterwards. Um, but a late night, an early morning, whatever you want to call it, is great to be here at CES. I'll be back again with another podcast shortly. Uh, keep your tweets coming because it's good to hear from you if you're listening. Uh, go to the Twitter at Trevor Long. Go to the Facebook page. Just go trevorlong.com. You'll find the Facebook page. Say good day. Uh, like, share, comment. It's lovely to interact. Um, thank you for your company. We'll be back again from CES soon. Thanks to the good people at Garmin and Netgear Arlo.